Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. We have to keep talking about what we saw on Sunday in the Super Bowl. And it's really interesting to me that this is continuing to get some run. So, of course, we know the game went into overtime. And the overtime playoff rules in the NFL, in the playoffs, in the Super Bowl, they are different than the regular season. But the 49ers players, or at least a lot of them, are admitting they weren't aware of how the rules differed from the regular season. Here's Niners fullback Kyle Juszczyk even realize that the the playoff rules were different in overtime so i i assumed you just want the ball because you score a touchdown and win but i guess that's not the case um so i don't really i don't totally know the strategy there no we haven't talked about it no he's certainly not the only one niners defensive end eric armstead learned of how the rules played out based on looking up at the screens the video screens at legion stadium I didn't even know about the new overtime, uh, playoff overtime rules, so it was a surprise to me. Um, yeah, I didn't even really even know what was going on in terms of that. I, they put on the, the scoreboard, and everyone was like, oh, even if you score, they get a chance still. So. so here's my question to you. There's being a lot made of this. And a lot of people are killing the Niners and killing Kyle Shanahan for making this decision to take the ball instead of deferring. Is this a big deal that the Niners players didn't know and that he decided to take the ball in overtime? I don't think it would have mattered, but I do think the optics are bad. The fact that your own team doesn't know the rules, and then you see the contrast with the Kansas City Chiefs who – I don't know if you saw him talking about overtime. They said, yeah, we've been practicing this situation for the entire year. You know, so they had plays locked and loaded and nobody was looking up at the scoreboard and wondering what the hell's going on. So I just think the optics are bad because it doesn't matter what kind of job you have. It does feel like if you were in this big of a situation, you need to practice every single possible outcome, no matter how rare. And it does feel like over t- overtime, like it's not that, that rare. So like you at least need to be prepared and your team needs to be ready to roll when overtime rolls around. And I'll say this, 
it's just the nature of sports talk radio and sports talk TV mm-hmm. that we have an entire off season to digest the Super Bowl. So like there's going to be things talked about and it does feel like yes. this is going to be the one for the 49ers. I have to say this really gets on my nerves a lot. This whole discussion. It's interesting. There's no question about it. And I, I absolutely agree with the idea that the Niners players should have known the overtime rules. That goes back to the coaching and the coaching staff. So the fact that the Chiefs had been practicing this, knew this during the offseason, is absolutely a it is a, a barometer, I think, on how advanced Andy Reid is as a coach and how good he is as a head coach, one of the best to ever do it. I'll also say this, and Brian Burke of ESPN ran simulation models when the league first announced these rule changes in overtime. This is his quote. If the team with the second possession goes for two subsequent to a matching touchdown, so going for two, the team with the first possession wins 50.19% of the time, very slight difference. Bottom line, based on the results, you'd want first possession and you'd want to go for two on a second possession TD. That was the strategy that Kyle Shanahan took. Now, you can argue back and forth and you can say, well, the Chiefs knew, the Niners didn't, maybe that affected their play. But if you look at the numbers, Chelsea, the numbers say, just like you have a coin flip in overtime, this is a coin flip. And I, I feel like we're ignoring that there was an entire game before this coin flip and before overtime, like it doesn't matter. And that if the Niners had deferred, all of a sudden they just win this game. Yeah, I don't think it would have mattered. I think it's more of the optics of it. And so maybe in the future, you have a little powwow after the game, say, listen, mm-hmm. can you not tell everybody that we didn't know the rules? Just don't do that. Just save me some mm-hmm. hassle here, bro. Because uh, that's the only flaw that I can see. Because I don't think that the finger pointing is necessarily, hey, you would have won the game. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure some people are saying that. But for me, it's more, you didn't have your team prepared for every single situation. Because right. think of, like, the Army and, like, the armed forces. Don't they prepare them for, like, every single scenario, like, the worst possible situations? And so they go into combat, you know, expecting the unexpected. So I think that's the bottom line for me is this is the biggest game of the year. You had plenty of time to prepare. There wasn't a 15-minute window where you could sit the team down and say, hey, these are the rules for overtime. It's a little different in the Super Bowl, I know, but here is a basic explainer. I'm going to send you home with flashcards. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus I think you're right in that the optics are bad. 
I guess what I keep coming down to when I look at this is how would it have affected the Niners' performance? I mean, truly. Because even if you don't know the rules, right, mm-hmm. you still need to get on the field and execute. You're still trying to score a touchdown. Kyle Shanahan is still calling your plays. So you can get a quick explainer on the sidelines, and I'm with you. The Niners needed to know these rules. That's part of preparation. But ultimately, it's not like these rules meant they forgot how to play the game. It's like, all right, I'm not really sure how overtime works. What I do know is we got to execute here. we got to drive down the field, and we got to get points. So even if they weren't completely aware of how the overtime rules work, you still have to execute. So for me, I, I go back and say, look, if you want to focus on this, we're, we're so intent on laying the blame at someone's feet. And you see this all the time. Like, who can we blame for this loss? Who can we blame for the Niners losing in overtime? Uh, you know what it was? It was definitely not deferring on the coin toss. I don't know. Maybe it was Christian McCaffrey fumbling in the first quarter when the Niners were driving down the field. Maybe it was that special teams gaffe that gave the Chiefs a touchdown because they were deep in Niners territory. Like, there's so many things that go into a football game, and all Kyle Shanahan did was go with what... Now, to his credit, they examined the analytics before the game. Maybe the players weren't aware, but Kyle Shanahan examined the analytics before the game and said, if we win the coin toss, we are taking the football. This is part of our strategy. So Kyle Shanahan did what he wanted to do. The players needed to go out and execute. They didn't. They got beat by Patrick Mahomes. I think that's what I keep coming back to. You can say, what about this? What about that? You just got beat by Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. That's the bottom line for me. Did any of this stop Patrick Mahomes? No, it doesn't matter if Patrick Mahomes was going first, second, or third. Patrick Mahomes is inevitable, and I feel like that Mm -hmm. game-winning drive still would have been there. But there are plenty of decisions that coaches have to make throughout the game, and they're not always going to hit at 100% rate. Like, what if the final play call, the corn dog player, whatever they called it for the Kansas City Chiefs, <laughs> what if that hadn't come through? Would people be questioning the play call from Andy Reid? Maybe. So it's yeah. just, it's very easy to have hindsight and say, well, this was the wrong call. Just because it didn't work out. Like, nobody knows this concept better than betters. Isn't it terrible when people say, well, you should have been on this. Well, I didn't know this before the game. I didn't know it was not going to work out. <laughs> so it's very easy for people in the offseason to play Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, I agree. And and Andy Reid, I thought, was very classy in his response because he was asked about this, and he said, I'm not going to question Kyle Shanahan. He said he's brilliant. What? He, he, which maybe he's using some hyperbole, but ultimately it's a coin flip and – you didn't lose this game because you decided to take the football in overtime. You lost this game because you ran into a dynasty. That's why you lost this game. And as the game went on, I kept saying to myself, you guys are blowing some opportunities here. And if you give Patrick Mahomes long enough, if you give him a long enough leash and you play long enough in this game without taking advantage of these opportunities, coin flip or no, he's going to beat you. And to me, that's what I'm going to come back and think about. I'm not going to look back five, six years from now and say, oh, God, Kyle Shanahan blew it. Why do you take the football in OT? I think it's – you're right. This is absolute sports talk fodder, and it gives us something to talk about, which is fine. It's interesting, but I certainly don't blame Kyle Shanahan. Although, what do you think Kyle Shanahan is thinking about this now? Because he has an entire offseason 
to sit and think and second guess because here's the bottom line as much as we say like we would have made this decision or whatever don't we yeah. feel like Kyle Shanahan would try to make the best decision at the time nobody had more writing in this game than Kyle Shanahan so of course he did what he thought was the right call that's the bottom line like he wasn't trying to yeah. lose this game and so you know if there is any inkling of doubt like he's probably sitting there himself thinking about it but at the time, this is the decision that he wanted to make, and he just got bested by one of the best players to ever play the game. That's the bottom line for me. You're going against Patrick Mahomes. What are you going to do? Yeah, he's 0 for 3 in Super Bowls, 0 and 2 as a head coach, 0 and 1 as a coordinator. Who has beaten him? Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, my God, that's about as difficult as it gets. So I, again... It's easy to to lay blame here. And also, he had this planned out. This was the plan before the game. He was going to do this no matter what. I just, this is, there are great players. There are great coaches. And it's not to say that he won't win one. He's still got a mm -hmm. long, long, long road ahead of him as a head coach. Remember, it took Andy Reid himself a long time to win a Super Bowl. Like 20-something years. And he was a great head coach for a long time. And now we're saying, oh, this guy's a Hall of Famer. Kyle Shanahan is still plenty young enough to get back to the big game of win. But right now, he's going up against a generational quarterback. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.